Okay, everybody feel good? Yeah. Okay, uh, Sable, did you have a musical opening for the show tonight? Was I meant to? No. I was wondering if you had one handy. No, I don't I don't have one okay. in my back pocket. Uh, our last guest had a musical opening for the show tonight. So I'm, I'm just saying, are you sure you don't have one? Wink, wink. No. I don't know where to, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm okay, nervous. On, well, I'm, ner- just, I'm nervous on camera, so. I'll do the flat open. Maple Street, USA, late summer. A tree-lined little... Wait a minute, this is the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I love this. This isn't Opinions are Cheap at all. Oh, well, I guess I don't have an opening. It's Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. Hi, Chad, how are you doing? Hey, everybody! That wasn't an answer to my question, but thank you for welcoming everybody. Oh, fuck off! I'm, 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 I'm drinking and it's cold and it's going to blizzard tonight. I... I Cameron, I've had a week. I don't want to get into it because we have a guest. Well, it's kind of funny, too, that you uh, you phrased it that way. Because much like our guest, we spend a lot of time drinking and being outdoors in the cold as we look for mysterious man-shaped objects. Oh, yeah. Sable, Sable yes. you believe in Bigfoot, right? Yes, I do. I, I am your resident Bigfoot expert. Somebody- <laughs> Yay. That's all. Good night, That's everybody. <laughs> no, so yeah. So um, normally we we talk about like pop culture stuff. I feel or mm-hmm. like random writing exercises. My Little Pony. I th- I think that's pop culture and a writing exercise. But yeah, and uh, this week we want to talk to somebody about some cryptozoology. So uh, Sable, do you want to introduce yourself a bit? While well, I crack open this beer and kind of just zone out for a minute. Sure. All right. Well, I'm Sable. Um, man, I, I met Cameron and Chad on VR chat and we really hit it off and uh, we got talking and I was like, yeah, like I had a job one time. I was like a photo editor for like school photos and all I could do was listen to podcasts while editing these little brats faces and um <laughs> I only listen to like 800 hours of Bigfoot podcasts. So <laughs> I, I, I've always liked Bigfoot as a kid. And I guess I was like, oh, podcasts, those are a thing, right? So I was like, Bigfoot, cool. And then 800 hours later, I was like, I've become like a Bigfoot guy in my family. It's you become got radicalized like a joke. podcast. Yeah, I got radicalized. And it, it really sucks because like, I like, ufos and bigfoot and but i'm not like crazy and i'm not like a flat earther or anything so like i get all that stuff on instagram and it really sucks because i i'm not crazy i just find them kind of cool who doesn't like ufos and aliens like in x files back in the day and all those like history channel stuff it's it's really frustrating how uh so um being open-minded to cryptozoology and the paranormal is a lot like being a libertarian because it's like you can listen to a libertarian talk and it's like everything they say makes sense and it's like oh you know finally somebody gets it and as soon as everyone in the bar is on his side that's when he says and that's why we should outlaw clothes and he starts stripping down and everyone (laughs) in the bar is like well wait 
that doesn't connect to any of those things that I liked. Do am I crazy too? Exactly. It, it's, and it's like why yeah. why is the overlap so strong? Yeah. So like it it just it just kind of sucks that that it gets all buried underneath the crazy, you know. So. But, like, I started collecting Bigfoot things, and, like, I have Christmas tree ornaments, and I have, like, a little picture frame my girlfriend got me, and, like, it's, it's, I have, like, sweaters, and it's just become a thing of just, like, oh, Josh likes Bigfoot, get him something Bigfoot for Christmas. So, I always get something Bigfoot related. So, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, curious, um... Oh, no, Chad, go first. What, what state do you live in? Not to, like, dox you, but, like, I... Are you in a, a state where Bigfoot could conceivably a th- be a thing you go right upon? You, know, you know, it's funny. No, I, I'm originally from New York, and I, a couple months ago, I, I actually moved out to, I guess you could say, Bigfoot-type country in uh, Minnesota. So it's kind oh, of hey, more of a Minnesota. thing now. Oh, yeah, you said Blizzard before or we started recording, and I was, I think, and I was, uh, I was like, I wonder where he is. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in Minneapolis. I mean, there's not many other places to be in Minnesota. There's not much here, I guess. You are two and a half hours north of me. Really? Cool. Yep. Come hang out. I don't like the big city and I don't like driving, so it's probably not going to happen. But we are only two and a half hours apart. <laughs> you call that a big city? <laughs> Minneapolis? That's funny. It's okay. cute. It, yeah, Cameron and I have had this conversation before. I live in a town of 5,000 people, and then the city I work in is maybe 50 or 60,000 people. And so I'm like used to that. And so when I go to a place that has magnitudes more and big buildings, I get kind of freaked out and uh don't like it. <laughs> That's cute because uh this is this is nothing. This is small town America to me coming from New York. I lived in Brooklyn for like 3 years, so uh, I did not like it. And speaking of New York, you know like I I just thought of this randomly. You know, like like Jason, they had Jason in, in the big city. I'm surprised we haven't had a Bigfoot movie where Bigfoot's in the big city. We've had Suburban Sasquatch, that's about it. What was Harry and the Hendersons about? Harry and the Hendersons was about, um, oh God, what's his name? Oh God. Harry. No, the the main Henderson. actor. Henderson. Mr. Henderson. Oh. I, th- I forget the actor's name, but he's I really like him. John Lithgow. John Lithgow hits... Bigfoot with a car, and they tie him to the hood of the car, and they bring him home for some reason, and then hilarity ensues, and he becomes part of the family, and then they have to get him back home, and that's so, pretty much the movie. So you watched Harry and the Andersons, and when that movie was done, you just thought that was real, and that's why you believe in Bigfoot now. Yes, that's exactly what it is, Cameron. That, that that's is, interesting. That's, 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 yeah, I was like, that's that's it. This is doctrine. I like the idea of you watching the movie like while you have a Bible in hand, and by the time the credits roll, you're like, "Don't need this anymore," and just like toss it out the window. <laughs> exactly. Just I have everything I need in that movie, and nothing else matters. Okay, so you mentioned getting into it and uh, starting your collection and and stuff. Do you have like a favorite go to uh, like experience story or, or something that like? You know, if, if anybody ever says, like, I think Bigfoot's silly, and you say, well, here's a cool story, and you like to share that? You know, like, the go-to, like, thing to show people is, like, the Patterson-Gimlin film, which everyone kind of knows. Uh, it was shot, I think, in, like, 1963, 1968, something like that. Um, 
of a Bigfoot walking across uh, a creek. And this was filmed up in uh, Seattle. So in the Pacific Northeast. And like that's like the go-to footage. And a lot of people say it looks fake. But uh, I personally think it looks very convincing by just the the length of the limbs and that stride and it just looks just looks inhuman but human at the same time it's kind of uncanny valley ish um that's kind of the go-to but like it's so interesting that there's like hundreds of videos online of like bigfoot evidence and like some of them are really pixelated in bed some of them are just like that is really intriguing and a lot of it just gets deemed as fake and It's just kind of sad because, like, (laughs) there actually might be one out on YouTube right now buried amongst videos that's real and no one's seen it. I feel like that always seems to to happen these days. And uh, you hear about them a lot on these podcasts. So it's funny. um, My favorite video game streamer recently started a series where he just watches crypto videos on YouTube. Yeah. And it started as this... uh, argument he was having with the chat room where over in switzerland where he lives he was talking about this uh um this creature called a duende and he said there's this video of a duende and he was trying to describe it and people kept sending him videos and he's like no not that no that looks fake i'm talking about the real one and people kept sending him videos he's like why there's so many fake duende videos so now he does these like paranormal weekends where he'll just do bigfoots or just do duendes and it's like I think partially he's interested, but also partially it's him just combing through YouTube and saying, look at all these terribly fake videos. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, it's so like it's so consistent. And so it's each one. It's like the the most it's, it's clearly just like a monkey and they just turn the lights off and and it's just someone shouting in the camera. going, it, It's in here. It's in here. But it's just it's a monkey. And he's like, yep, see, it's real because it's moving. That That proves it's real. And just, like, joking about how lame each one is. Yeah, there are a lot of lame ones. There was a really, really good one that I found. And, you know, I can't find it anymore. And that's really upsetting. I should have saved it. But it was, like, a Bigfoot sitting in a swamp. And, like, the guy's filming it from behind. And it's just snapping, like... It's, like, sitting there and just snapping, like, um, limbs off a tree. Kind of, like, using the limbs like eating the leaves off them and i think he's using them to like pick out ants or something out of it and like the thing stands up and it's like 10 feet tall and then the, the guy's camera he just starts running and it turns off and i was like that's probably one of the most convincing footage and i if i can find it i'll send it to you but i've been looking for it for a while and like damn i, I just wish i saved it it was really good um, i guess i'm a little curious about uh like it, it's okay if you don't have an answer to this but do you have a belief of what a Bigfoot is? Yeah, like, I personally think that it's some... I, I believe it has consciousness. I don't I don't think it's an ape, you know, or an orangutan type thing. I think it actually has language and can, like, constructively think. Because how else will this thing hide from us for so long without, like, a natural thought process? Uh, because like, you know, you can go to Africa and you can like find gorillas just chilling in the the jungle, just sitting there eating and like orangutans and stuff. But like, you know, there's just, you can't find a Bigfoot. So, um, but we can get into, there's like two schools of camp for Bigfoot believers. And 
One well, of I was going to list three, but yeah, yeah let's oh, let's well, start with the first two. Oh, all right, well, there's three. Uh, the only two I know is the one I basically... Oh, well, I guess there is three, I guess. There's one where it's just an ape, like a hominid. There's one where it's like consciousness, like I, I was just saying. And then there are ones I think it's like spiritual, dimensional alien going through portals or like jumping through dimensions. And that's how it's able to hide because it can like jump between dimensions. So I don't know if you, if those line up with what you were saying. Well, kind of. The, the three I'm familiar with is it's like an earth creature. And it's yeah. basically just a bear and or an ape. Yeah. Um, there is the spiritual side where it's some sort of... Uh, it's either a, a creature from a spirit world or it's a tulpa. And then there's this other camp that Bigfoot's come from ufos yeah there's also that yeah you're right which i used to think okay that's funny because you're just mixing things but then i've heard enough stories where there's overlap of ufo sightings and bigfoot sightings where it's like oh wait a minute what's going on here yeah like there's like a boring chad to death because he doesn't like any of the stuff it's true why don't why don't you like it i have no whimsy in my life i don't believe in anything (laughs) that could be described as supernatural my, I'm more interested in one. Have you gone looking for it? And what was the camping experience like? Because that sounds like it could be entertaining. And two, why do you, why do you want this thing to exist? Like, what do, you, what do you see as a, what, what draws you to the idea of Bigfoot? That there is a, a, a sapient, another species uh, we have not found on Earth hiding in the woods of the Midwest, or, or in you know Montana and Colorado, and, and you know this this giant kind of area of of the of the United States, like. What do I get? I mean, I just, I just find it fun. I, I think a little mystery in life, you know, it's like listening to Bob Lazar who claims he worked at Area 51. It just adds some mystery, you know, it's just why, why can't this exist? Why, why couldn't it exist? And like, just puts a little, little fun in life, you know? Cameron, I don't understand when he says fun in life, what does that mean? So, um, you know how when you finish a book, and then you start editing it like that. You know, that moment before you have to start editing it. Yeah. Imagine if you could stay there. I have complex feelings about that moment. I don't know if I'd want to stay there. Well, uh, Sasquatch is a complex being. Is it though? Okay. I'm a little miffed here. Um, I'm looking up funny Bigfoot pictures to share in our chat room while we talk. Yeah. And you know that uh, that like children's book series where it's like who was Rosa Parks and like you know who was Abraham Lincoln? Oh yeah. So there's one who was Bigfoot. <laughs> and I don't know if I want to see that next to the Rosa Parks book. That's and it's a terrifying picture. Like, I wish everyone could it, see it. Yeah. So if if anyone's not familiar with this uh, series, the the book covers have like it's a painting but the the person's head is always about three times the size of the rest of their body so it's like rosa perks standing in front of a little bus but like her head is about to crush the bus yeah she's just free floating um, so just it, for some reason they have a bigfoot one and it's not that children shouldn't learn about sasquatch i'm just trying to figure out like why does penguin publishing house need to get this in the hands of children and put it in the history section. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. But I, I Penguin yeah, House, uh, famous for rejecting all the books I've sent them. 
<laughs> so I'm not I'm not as good as the who is the Bigfoot next to who is the Rosa Parks is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't I don't like any of this. Yeah. I wish you would send the Rosa Parks one. I want to see an example of this book series. Oh, okay. Um who is no, who was Rosa Parks? The book. Yeah, yeah, why why should it stand in the history section? Uh so yeah, all the books look like this. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, she has a really big head. She just has a huge head. Um, yeah, it's just it's all like that. So I, I was startled to see a Bigfoot one because I'm very familiar with these books. Okay, I want to move on to something more silly. Uh, Sable, do you have a favorite Bigfoot word? Bigfoot word? There's like, I know there's regional Bigfoots. A lot of people equate them as like, oh yeah, a Bigfoot, that's the same as a Yeti. That's the same as a Sasquatch. But there's like, there's basically like a Bigfoot in every state in the US. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I really enjoy the skunk ape. That's more there Florida. So, yeah, that's more of the South. Um, I just, I'm so curious to how that got the name. I guess it smells because it's more humid down there. So yeah, the skunk ape is a pretty good one. That is a good one. That's also one of those names that only actual cryptozoologists are familiar with. I had never heard of that until you just yeah. said it 10 <laughs> seconds ago. I was like, I have to Google the fuck out of this because that is a hell of a name. Yeah, Isn't well, it? He lives in the swamp and he smells terrible. Now, most Sasquatches do smell terrible, right? Supposedly, yeah. They can give off a stench. They also give off... Um, oh, God, I should have been more prepared. Um, uh, they can set off frequencies that like make you really scared and like make your fight or flight uh, go off. Now, uh, you, you believe in Sasquatch. Uh, isn't it true that you're also just totally baked out of your mind right now and you're not going to remember this tomorrow? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, today was a fun experience. <laughs> I didn't know we got Joe Rogan on the podcast. No, like <laughs> uh, I, uh, I've been doing these um, ketamine uh, treatment for uh, for depression, and I'm not ashamed of it. But like, not a lot of people know about ketamine. It, it's an it's it's anesthetic in hospital situations, but in low dosages, it can make you trip. And they've been using it to treat people with depression and like I go into the oh. office and I trip my balls off for 40 minutes and I did that today. So I'm a little out of it. When you say, uh, when you say treatment, I mean like, is there, is it a doctor doing this or is this the guy outside your house kind of, you know, is it a hobo? Well, he's not a hobo. His name's Chuck and he's a really nice dude. He's Chuck we share doctor. needles. No, we share needles. So it's okay. No, it's a doctor. <laughs> I have no whimsy in my life, Sable. Uh, I want to reiterate that. I'm not making fun of you, but I'm also kind of making fun of you. Well, that's okay. Now, I find it funny. You keep saying that, but it's like, what do we do every week on VR chat besides go on whimsical adventures? Yeah. Right, but like, I, I draw a line at like, what I'm willing to do for fun and what I'm willing to actually believe and like incorporate into my, uh, you know, identity as a human. If that makes sense. No, that's fair. So you're boring. I like writing stories about ghosts. I do not believe in ghosts. Ghosts are fun, oh. but ghosts, ghosts are not are real. Ghosts are fun. I like ghosts too. So um, I want to go back to that topic of Bigfoots are aliens. Yeah, I do like Wouldn't aliens. Wouldn't that be crazy? It would. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I actually... Um, 
made a feature film back in the day uh, called Alienated. It's actually how I met my friend uh, Couples Therapy on VR Chat, and that's how I met you. And um, it's about a, a, a father daughter, and he has to watch over over a four day weekend, and she's suffering from delusions of nightly visitors, and he has to believe or not through his police training if she's telling the truth. And uh, well, you know, aliens do show up, and it's pretty it's pretty rad. Actually, you know, in the realm of fiction, um, you did mention X-Files. Did you see that, like, extra season they did, like, six or so years ago? Oh, my God, it was so bad. I, I couldn't even get past the first episode. So, okay, you missed out, because they had a really good cryptid episode. Ugh. Joe McHale um, was in it, and it was so bad. So, yeah, what they were trying to do with that season, I felt, was, like, it's a reunion special, and so they were... They're treating some of the episodes like it was a movie, and it was a super serious thing. And then there were a couple where they just let loose and had fun. Cool. And the fun one was um, Mulder just wanted to investigate these sightings of a lizard man. And there's like a lizard Bigfoot running around some like small town. So uh, it's it's kind of following uh, their investigation. And they keep finding these like weird, suspicious things like there's a conspiracy going on and the, like they're staying in a hotel, but then he finds out that the, the hotel owner has like hidden cameras in all the rooms. And it's like, what's going on? And it just turns out everyone in this town is just like a shit bag. So they're all acting suspicious. Cause they're all like up to something like petty. And, uh, Scully is like bored out of her mind the whole time because nothing like magic happened. And Mulder's like depressed cause nothing magic happened. And then at the end he meets this guy and as it turns out, the guy believes he's a lizard. And he so he tells his story to Mulder. And it goes back through the whole episode from the lizard's point of view. And what it was was the there's a like a lizard on a log, and he got bit by a rabid human. And now in daylight, he turns into a werehuman, where he's overcome with the desire to wear clothes and have a job. <laughs> And he doesn't know how to have a job. So it's like he wanders into town just like well-dressed and just started working in a phone store. And people walk up to him, ask him, like, what about this? You know, do, is this a good phone? And he'll pick it up and go, well, it, it's shiny. And all the other phones look shiny. So I, I I think this is a good phone. And they'll buy one. So he got a promotion for selling phones. And it's like, it, it's it's the funniest finale to an episode where he kind of just says, I'm done being a human, I'm just going to choose to be a lizard. And he strips down naked in front of Mulder and walks into the woods. And Mulder's like, you know, I don't want to report on this. And he just leaves. Wow. That and you're sounds... never quite sure if he was just a crazy guy or if he was really a werehuman. A werehuman. That is the most outrageous thing I've ever heard in my life. And I believe I in Bigfoot. I always forget that, like, X-Files gets fucking goofy. Because I remember when it was coming out, it was, like, the scariest idea. Because the music for the opening was so terrifying. And, like, the one episode I saw as a kid was, like, scared the shit out of me. And I was like, oh, I can't watch this show. This is clearly for adults and people who like horror stuff. And then Cameron tells me about all these episodes of of, of this show. And, and they're always dumb as rocks. And I was like, what did I miss? Oh, yeah, that was a good mixture of things. I want to handpick a, a few that I think you would appreciate without context. I got to figure that out one of these days. Are you sending AI generated photos in the chat? Yeah. I typed in skunk ape smoking a uh, unicorn bong 
These are bizarre. And it's not getting the smoking part super right. I'm going to try again. I'm going to try to type in 4K lighting, see if that helps. There's there's one so, <laughs> with a gorilla and a unicorn. What do you call it? Thing out I, of his head. Horn. Horn. I'm, so I'm just on Amazon looking at Bigfoot books. And That's I found um, Chuck Tingle presents scary stories to tingle your butt. Seven tales of gay terror. Mm. And no, there's like a mummy mm, gorilla mm, 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 and a that, T-Rex man. That's not Bill, is it? That can't be real. I, oh, no, I'm, I'm putting pictures in here for you to appreciate. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It could be fake news. So I don't know. There's also Bigfoot Pirates Haunt My Balls. Chuck Tingle oh. is a real author. He writes really stupid stuff but makes a decent amount of money at it. I, I respect him. I yep. sort of want to move in on that racket, but I got to find an angle that hasn't been done before because I don't want to just steal the bit. Oh, this one's kind of fucking dope. <laughs> this is like some like acid metal shit right here. Look at that. This is a cool. This, be a, a, this is a great cover. Okay. That's actually got some nice uh, composition going on. What's that? The alien green hands. Tentacles. It's weird. Okay, so Sable, um, we've been uh, grilling you and going off track a bit, so I want to offer you the mic. Is there any uh, Sasquatchisms that you want to share? Um, sure. Uh, a lot of people say, like, why haven't trail cams and hunting cams picked up anything? And I've never heard anyone say that before ever. I've I've heard that as much, and like, because okay. like people will put cameras out in the forest, but like, why haven't like. Because you can pick up deer and, and uh, mountain lions and all that. And part of me has a theory that, like, Bigfoot can see infrared and he stays away from those cameras. But I also well, have Why would no he know evidence. to stay away from them, though? Maybe he doesn't like infrared. I don't know. Maybe he could see it. That That's a theory. Um, that's a hypothesis. Yeah, that's my only hypothesis that I can really think of right now. Uh, I don't really believe in Bigfoot. Um, wow, that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Look at that. Uh, trail cams. Is that Joe Biden? In a trail yeah, cam? trail cam footage. Joe Biden. Wandering around with some deer. Oh my god. It looks like a captcha. Like, pick the Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all like a grid. Um, so yeah, it's like, I don't believe in him in being a dimensional creature. But like, Part of me, like the, I don't know, the romantic in me is like, wouldn't it be cool if he was like a forest spirit, like Totoro or like a, a Wendigo or something? I don't know. Like, it would be, what would it be interesting? <laughs> um, Dude, that's but, well. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, that's really nice. I, I don't believe in it, but uh, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be fun if it was? <laughs> so, I guess, um, I didn't talk about my belief, but I lean more towards the, the weird, like, it's either a dimensional thing or a tulpa. Like, I, I think Bigfoot's more of a ghost than an animal. Mm-hmm. And I came... Uh, you don't know what a tulpa is? No, I never heard this word. Well, I'll come back to that. Okay. Um, How familiar are you with Skinwalker Ranch? Uh, I watched a documentary, and I know of it, but I haven't really looked into it too much. Yeah, so... Skinwalker Ranch is funny because, like, skinwalkers are the least of their problems. Oh. They have so many more problems with ghosts and aliens. You should um, tell the audience what, what it is. Um, it's a farm. It's a ranch. But it's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle on land where the number of weird things that will happen in random spikes is, like, so off the charts that it's hard to explain away. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's also easy to explain away by just saying, yeah, that didn't happen. But uh, it, it's uh, <coughs> there's a there's a history of bizarre things, uh, including Bigfoot sightings. And it's not a forested area where a Bigfoot would hypothetically be. Yeah, I think it's in Nevada, which, isn't it? I I think the ranch itself isn't in a like it, I, I don't remember. I think it's Nevada, yeah. But I I don't know. Anyways, it's one of those things where there's stuff that people will report there where it's like there's no way that this kind of a creature exists here because we would have seen it more than once. And so a lot of uh paranormal sightings can be explained away by you know, you're pretty sure you saw something, but it's your brain playing tricks on you. It's like, okay, I get it. But Skinwalker Ranch is so weird. <laughs> I tend to believe weird things were seen, whether or not they're real or not. Um, But it, it introduces this thought that uh, sometimes how the magical world works is... uh, what? Are you familiar with matrixing? No. So there's something that the brain does. Um, hypothetically, let's say you had a mirror and it was just completely covered in scratches all over random angles. Yeah. And if you glance at it, the first thing you see in the mirror is going to be a stranger's face. Like not not looking head on on it, but it's just you see the scratches. And as soon as you recognize a pattern, your brain is designed to notice human faces as a pattern. Yeah. So as soon as the lines are lined up enough to form eyes somewhere, you go, oh, there was a ghost in that mirror. And you get scared. And it's kind of just like a basic thing of how the brain functions, you know? Right. So, excuse me. Chad, you keep finding these really cool. uh, You're generating some cool stuff here. I typed in Skidwalker Ranch, uh, Dancecore Remix, 4K Lighting, Realistic. And these are not realistic at all, but they're actually... No, but they're baller AF. They're fucking rad. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like my ketamine trips. <laughs> um, so if hypothetically Skinwalker Ranch has magic portals to some other dimension, maybe beings are coming out or it's just magic smoke and our brains perceive it as one thing or another. And it makes me wonder, is that what a Bigfoot is? Is magic smoke that we can't comprehend with our brains? This is me going way out there in a way that I normally don't get on the show, but that's that's where I'm at on the Sasquatch. Yeah, it's there are there are a lot of theories out there like that, you know, with UFO sightings at the same time. I mean, there's like reports of like Bigfoot's coming out of a UFO. I've heard that story at least once or twice. They kind of meddle together after a while when you start, when you listen to like 800 hours. Yeah, a little bit. Um, a tulpa. You asked what a tulpa is? Yeah. So a tulpa is a being that only exists because you believe in it. Mm. Okay. And an example of that might be the men in black. Have you heard that theory before? I haven't heard that about the men in black. No, but, uh, please continue. Are you familiar with men in black sightings? Yeah, I, I am. I've heard as much. So those ones that get really weird where it's like inhuman, People used to kind of say, I bet there was an alien in disguise, but now there's this train of thought coming around that they might be tulpas. And it's almost like they just, at some point, it's a being that's preying on the paranoia and this belief that the government doesn't want you to believe in UFOs or something. So as soon as you think you've seen a UFO, that's when they show up to like prey on your fear 
of whatever of whatever the truth is out there. And really, it's just like a ghost kind of thing that wants you to be afraid. Really, I've never heard that. That's interesting. It's interesting it, when you when you think about that and you keep that in mind as you review Men in Black sightings. It makes all of them seem to have a pattern. Hmm. So, like, the brain is manifesting these beings, and like people think they're talking to them or something. Well, I mean, it's not like we've caught one. Like, it's not like Harry Potter where we have one in a in a tulpa box. Right. So it's not like we can say, you know, this is like, this is fringe psychobabble for out there theory. That being said, um, everything I've said is true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the truth is out um, there. <clears throat> but uh, the, the idea is a tulpa is, um, it's, it's like a real thing. Like it physically is there, but it's like it took form only after someone believed it into existing. And then they let it out. So, so hypothetically, if one super paranoid person that was very close to the membrane of reality or whatever magically created a tulpa by accident, and now it's out running around the U.S. pretending to be a federal agent. Man, that sounds something like out of Doctor Who. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, so it, on this thought. <laughs> it's, a, it's a stupid thing to think about, but it's also like, but if it was real... I bet I could make a million dollars selling a book. <laughs> right on that thought, there is a comic book series called Department of Truth that is largely about that as a concept. The idea that all of the um, uh, conspiracy theories people believe, like if enough people believe in them, they manifest as reality. And so a, a big group of people can literally alter reality. And so there is a department in the United States government that exists to control and uh, contain this stuff. It's a really good comic book. It's written by, I want to say James Tinian, uh, like 20 issues in. But there is a, a five or six issue arc on Bigfoot where like these two agents in the Department of Truth go to kill a Bigfoot because uh, this one guy like believes in it so hard that he's really created a big, like a, a kind of a powerful one. And it's this guy, it's like you're, you're reading his journals and stuff as, as these two agents are going to find this thing to kill it. And it's like tearing his family apart because it's all he can think about. He's investing all his money. He's never at home because he's in the woods looking for Bigfoot and setting up cameras. And it's this really like tragic kind of story. But then the thing is, is he's right. Like this thing does exist largely because of him, but it does exist. He could find it and interact with it. They're really cool. It's a fantastic comic, but like that, that arc especially is really, really good. Um, that sounds awesome. I'll have to look that I up. I would highly recommend that. Uh, Sable, I think you'd like, like, the comic's really good in general, but, like, that arc especially, like, I think you might enjoy it. That's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I used to work at a comic book store. I never heard of that, though. So, are, are, going back a bit, uh, have you ever actually gone, like, camping with the express purpose of, like, looking for Bigfoot or, or I mean, <sighs> just camping in general? Like, is that something you would want to do? Like, go, you know, you know go squatching. <laughs> Um, you know, part of me wants to, but like, if you've ever been in the woods, like actually in the woods and it's pitch black and I mean real black, you can't see anything like it's scary. And I feel like if I did bump into Bigfoot, like I would just, I, I freeze. I'm not a runner. I would just freeze and kind of like shit myself. Like, so part of me doesn't want to do that. But if I did, 
my plan is you ever see those like YouTube ads for like flashlights that are like 18,000 lumens and it's oh, like sure. bright as the sun. Yeah, I would buy one of those. So if anything was coming up at me, there's no way I'm not seeing that thing. So that that's the only plan I have really if I was ever to go out Bigfoot hunting. But now that I live out in the Midwest, um, I am kind of considering it as like a fun weekend thing. I remember this is like 10 or so years ago. Um, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and he was doing a series with Duncan Trussell, who is a, they're both like big stoners, right? But Duncan Trussell is like some next level shit. And, and they were, this is like part of like the sci-fi channel where they were investigating cryptids and, and all this fun stuff. But then they were, they were doing a podcast to like talk about what it was like. And they actually went Sasquatch hunting and they're both kind of like, you know, I don't really believe in Sasquatch, but when you're in the middle of fuck nowhere woods in the Midwest, like and you start hearing noises because there's animals and there's wind and rain, like you you realize that you are in the middle of fuck nowhere and there could be anything around you and you're not you don't know. Oh yeah, and so like, there's I think yeah. uh the the experience itself of going camping of trying to go to a really remote place and just being out in the woods at night. I think would that would be some freaky shit if you are not prepared for that. Like guys I work with go bear hunting. Like they'd be fine. Like they do that shit all the time. Uh, if I went and did that, I would I would have an issue. That would be a problem. See, yeah, that's the problem. You you kind of have to be an expert on so many fronts to go bigfoot hunting. You got to be like a zoologist. You got to be a hunter. Uh, you know, um, people who like know how to go trail. That was trail hunting. What's the term? Trailsmans? I don't even know. And, like, there's just so many avenues you have to be, like, an expert in to, like, if you were to find a Bigfoot, if, if they, in fact, do exist. And, I and like, I'm just out of shape, so that's a whole other thing. you got to be in shape. Like, this thing is, like, a thousand-pound gorilla times two, if you would. And there are a lot of people not asking the right questions. Like, what is this thing eating? Like, what's the caloric intake for this thing if it is eight to ten feet tall and muscular like this thing's got to eat a lot like i don't even i see i'm not even expert on caloric intake of animals like how much does a gorilla eat on a daily basis to survive and maintain so like there's just a lot of questions to how this thing would exist so it's funny um i was uh i i recently i i listened to the audiobooks for jurassic park and the lost world and in lost world uh, there's this uh, there's this thing where on the island the dinosaurs are roaming around or whatever, and they're they're kind of loose but they're on that island, and there's like this debate between scientists about like well there's no way that something you know undocumented could be on this island it's not that big, and the other guy is like yeah you 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 haven't actually been there you have no idea how like thick woods actually make it impossible to find anything like you could be standing right next to a tiger and not know it. And it's, I, I think there's some truth to that. So I, I'm willing to concede to a point that there could be, you know, animals out there that we haven't found yet, even in America. Yeah. I mean, if you, I just feel like we, if it was that big, we would find bones. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole nother question as well. Like where are the bones? Where are the bodies? And it's like, are these Bigfoots burying each other? Like if they're a tribe, if you will, or like a family unit, like there's just a lot of questions 
that are like big loopholes and like but then you have well, hunters I, you, know, you have hunters who say like I've never found deer bones like they just disintegrate pretty easily especially in the Pacific North West where it's a very humid climate it's the only um, rainforest in that hemisphere so you that's know true. It, it's a lot of like people who have answers to like theories of why we haven't found what we found you know what they're looking for and things like that I just want some like redneck to stumble upon like a giant Bigfoot city and it's like, oh, it was here all along. <laughs> the lost city of Bigfoot Antis. Apparently adult male gorillas eat up to 40 pounds of uh, food each day. So this thing would have to eat like a buck. A Bigfoot yeah. would have to eat like a buck. D- well, like half a buck, right? I don't know how much a buck weighs. But over that, definitely. Or Bucks two like burritos from Chipotle. Or two burritos, yes. There is there is a Chipotle out there, I bet. We just haven't found it yet. In the woods. How about Bigfoot calls? Do you have a good Bigfoot call? I don't No, I don't. But speaking of Bigfoot calls, you should look up the Sierra sounds. Um, they were recorded, I think, in the seventies. And uh man, the, the, there have been other reports that Bigfoot actually has a language and it's like it's like almost sounds like Japanese gibberish. Like they're Ooh. like they're like, it's weird. It's like, like it's it's real. It's it's strange. I'm not even doing justice. Yeah, I'm listening yeah. to it right now. I was expecting yeah. more grunts. Yeah, it's weird. But also, that could just be a guy making sounds in the woods. I mean. Yeah, messing with his friends. So yeah, it's there's there's really no proof out there if this thing exists. There's just fun theories to wrap your brain around. I think they are fun theories. Yeah. Um, we'll, so maybe, I went pretty like fringe and crazy with mine. Like, what is the weirdest thing you've ever heard of a, a Sasquatch story? Oh God, oh, the weirdest thing. The Sierra sounds are definitely up there. Um, that's a good pick there's there's been one from the 1920s i think it was this guy who was like a fur trader uh, out there in the uh, midwest somewhere he got kidnapped for six days and lived with a bigfoot family and the only way he escaped is by he gave the bigfoots coffee and um they didn't like it how bitter it was and he ran and uh, that was one of the, the weirdest stories out there. That one's pretty famous, if you look it up. I, I'm trying to picture, like, did it did it sign for Splenda? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Creamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that. that's one of the most strange stories. Um, also a lot of sad ones, though. Like, I would just listen to this one. This guy, like, shot one in the chest. And, like, the sincerity of these people, that's another, the sincerity of these people telling these stories, like, yeah, they, they could they be lying? Sure. Like, is Bigfoot not real? Probably. But, like, man, pe- the people they have on these podcasts, they, they sound like they really believe what they're saying in the stories. Like, this guy shot one in the chest, and he was describing how, like, he got it in the lung, and it, f- it like, fell on its butt, and, like... It was like he was describing how animals, like when they're shot in the the lung, what happens is like a foamy blood pus that comes out of their mouth, and like just how he was describing like what how he when he shot this thing, and how terrible he felt because like how human the face was, and like 
there's just so many people that like they tell very convincing stories. I think that's the one thing that really grabbed me to the podcasts is hearing people's encounters and like, wow, that's that's quite a tale. And if it's real, holy crap, <laughs> that's spooky. Why was it? Uh, I missed the first bit of this because I was um, alt tabbed. But like, why shoot a Bigfoot? I, like that. What's the point? If you find a Bigfoot, what is the end goal? Because to me, it isn't too. Wait, you, oh, I'll you mean pull having physical proof of a Bigfoot isn't appealing? Honestly, like I don't know. Like, what are you gonna do with it? Prove that it's real. I mean, that's a major scientific discovery. Yeah, I guess it would be. That- um, you're right, but it, it just uh, it does seem like the 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 oh, I found one. Step two, uh, I'm going to shoot it, and <laughs> I I don't know. It's a cryptid. It is a, it is an endangered so- species that maybe has language. You know, depending on who you yeah. ask. Oh, I better Th- pop it. There's kind of two different uh, understandings it, when, with these stories. Sometimes it's like this ma- majestic spirit of the woods that protects bunnies. And then it's also a super gorilla that can tear you in half. And if you shoot it, the bullets bounce off of its fur and it runs away and it didn't bleed at all. So if you're in a scary situation and a giant fur man is coming at you, it's kind of like, yeah, I guess I'll shoot at it. That's a lot of the stories of people, like, scared they're going to get hurt. And they either shoot it out of self-defense, or they decide not to shoot it because they realize this thing it looks too human. And they're afraid, like, like, am I getting in trouble for killing this thing? Like, even, like, one guy was like, how do I explain to God when I go to heaven? He was described as, like, that I, I shot this thing. You know, it's last of its kind, maybe, or it's, it's spirit, or whatever, you know. It's it's quite a dilemma. I don't know if I was if I feel like I would shoot one if I felt in danger, but I wouldn't if I like came across one and I had a choice. If that ever did happen to me, I, I think that's what I would do. Do you think Bigfoots think, are good kissers? Yes. No, I bet they. I bet they're really bad at it. Wow, Sable. I'm just saying the truth, man. Like, I wouldn't kiss one. All, all this all this belief all these podcasts and you would not kiss a bigfoot no never it's it's just it's breath and it's, teeth are probably gross and he's probably spoken for I, I you know I'm not a cheater my my silence is because I'm judging you and not because I don't have anything funny to say <laughs> I was like was that funny I don't know if that was funny. I still don't know if it's funny. I'm not a very not, funny Now I'm person. just insulted. You're not the Bigfoot. So Cameron, I uh, have something to tell you. Oh, yeah? It was I, the Bigfoot, the whole time. <gasps> <gasps> I think deep down I always knew. On account of how cool I am? No, on account of how shy you are. <laughs> but you do live in the Midwest. That adds up. Is there a okay, California so I got, Bigfoot? I actually, you know what? Let me bring this up. Map of U.S. cryptids. Hey, maybe we can do an episode on aliens one day. That would be fun. I like aliens. Me too. Come on, Stable Diffusion. Give me California Bigfoot Surfer. Okay, I can't... Where is it? This is never a good picture. Uh, California has some interesting cryptids, but... uh. 
I feel like they don't have many like fun stories. Iceland has a cryptid, the king otter. It's just a really big otter. Don't tell the furries. Yeah, it's just a really big otter. Boy, I'm having trouble finding. I I had I thought there was like a cool website that like had stuff, and all I can find right now is like crappy merch on Etsy. (laughs) Yeah, there's a Um, lot of there's a lot of crappy merch. There it is. There he goes. Ooh, he's surfing. This is the only good one of the four. Oh, actually, this one's pretty good, too. The other ones had three legs. Or maybe that was a penis. Sable, we have not talked about Bigfoot's dick, and I feel really bad about that because because our listeners want to know about Bigfoot's dick. Of all the 800 hours of podcast you listen to, how does Bigfoot fuck? (laughs) You know, I don't... I don't think I've heard any podcasts that actually discuss that. The only thing that comes to mind is if you look at the Patterson Gimlin film, it's clearly a female Bigfoot and it has breasts. If you look closely enough, you can find it on YouTube. People have like stabilized the footage and like color corrected and stuff. Um, but they obviously do. They do breed. Well, I've heard one about a child, child Bigfoot. People have encountered children Bigfoots. They're more likely to approach humans, and uh, their parents do not like that. Do you think there are, like, priest Bigfoots that molest the child Bigfoots? I don't think they have religion. I'm sorry. Well, now we really have a reason to find them. We got, we got, we got to learn in them some do. to learn, learn them. Wow, I slurred the fuck out of that. That did <laughs> so, not come okay. out. So I'm looking for California cryptids, right? Um, we got a Bigfoot. Uh, we got this really lame one that's called the Dark Watchers, which is like a dark silhouette, but there's like glowing white eyes. But the really lame one is the Fresno Nightcrawler. Have you seen that? I've never heard of this. So there was a series of videos that could not be explained as there's irrefutable proof of this cryptid. If you look up the Fresno Nightcrawler... I got an example video here. This better be a blue sexy X-Men. Oh, man, do those legs go all the way up? Yeah. They're basically just walking pants that are seven feet tall. Yeah. Oh, That's I saw awesome. this episode of Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, it's it's pretty lame. I love it. That is They're my just... yeah, that is my new favorite cryptid. It's just it's just pants. You know, there's like an ironic fan base for them. Um, Oh, God, they look like those 90 jeans. Those jeggings, is that what they were? (laughs) Like the really baggy jeans like people wore in the 90s? (laughs) Those are great pictures. They're very erotic. Yeah, the Fresno Nightcrawlers. There's one interesting one uh, where there's like a flock of them migrating and there's different sizes, and it's like there's a little like child one that's trying to keep up with its parent, and the parent keeps like looking back at it and, and walking along. And it's like it's clearly just very good puppetry, but it's also kind of surreal to watch where it's like, why would someone make this anyways? Like it's not even a it's not an interesting cryptid, it's just pants. Like, what am I looking at? That's really funny. Okay, well it's about that time. Uh Sable, do you have anything? Extra, you want to add on to our very odd conversation? Yeah, um, I'd like to give a shout out to one of my favorite YouTubers, 
Bob Gimlin. Uh, he is a Bigfoot believer, and he has illustrated, uh, I guess you could say, video essays about Bigfoot and aliens. I really highly recommend him. And all his videos always start the same. He's like, he goes, hi, I'm Bob Gimlin. Today we're going to talk about, and uh, it's like, I listen to him pretty much all the time before going to bed. It's like a, a good night story. And he's one of my favorite because he has some very convincing arguments to like photos and videos and things like that. And I, I highly recommend him. So I'll, I'll go off on that. There's also an Instagrammer who I'm actually trying to find. I feel really bad because uh, I, I love her work. She like makes funny comics about um, cryptids. And one of them is the the Fresno pants, <laughs> and I, I I don't remember her, her name, and I wish I could. Oh, is it Club Cryptid? Yeah, Club Cryptid, Club dot Cryptid. Yeah, it's a uh, really cute. You should look it up. It's all little comics about different cryptids all interacting with each other, and I love it. That sounds cute. Yeah. Highly. Uh, well, yeah. Well. I guess, uh, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you. I, I wish I could have um, gave more about it. It all blends together after a while. That's a lot of No, that's fine. I think we there. had a, a very uh, diverse conversation, different angles of Sasquatch. Um, but as always, we want to close out with a glad space. Uh, we always try to reflect on something positive over the past week. I know, Chad, you said you had a rough week. Do you have a glad space to brighten your smile? Um... Yeah, probably. I mean the 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 rye I was drinking that is the glass is empty. That was pretty good. It's uh, Basil Hayden is the the brand name. They make a dark rye that is really fruity and has a little bit of like uh, almost like a dark chocolate kind of aftertaste in there. So if you want a an interesting bourbon, I wish it had more burn. Like I, I like my bourbons to kind of like hit the back of my throat a bit. It's way more sweet than than I'm somewhat used to. But it does have an interesting flavor palette. So if you want something that's like, I would say this is pretty entry level for like higher end bourbons or there's a lot to taste, but it's not going to make you go, ooh, that's alcohol. Uh, this is a fun one. So I, I, I enjoyed sipping that tonight and talking about Sasquatch with you too. That is nice. That's a fun feeling. That is a good feeling. Um, My glad space. I'm going to go do an old classic. I don't think we've brought up in years. Novelty child caskets. Ah, that was a good VR world. Yeah, so I made a VR chat world where it's a store that sells novelty child caskets. And hearing people laugh as they uncomfortably walked around and saw all the gags I had hidden around. It just that was the best feeling I've ever had. I really enjoyed the Fortnite one. Yeah, so I got this Fortnite one where there's a screen embedded in it so that whoever's lying in the casket can actually watch like a ninja live stream. <laughs> and Joe laid down to actually like, he get, he wanted to get a good picture of him like in there watching it, but he just stayed there and watched ninja for a while. And I was like, I checked in on him. I was like, Hey, you doing okay? And he's just like, yeah, ninja's actually really good. This, this, uh, this hammer's neat. Cause you can jump. And he was just like enjoying Fortnite in the child casket. <laughs> I I really enjoyed that world. I've definitely told people about it. 
I told Heather today, I was like, Heather, you've listened to our podcast, right? So you know that me and Cameron enjoy a good novelty child casket. She's like, why would you yeah. say that to Heather? I, I don't, well, well I, we both had a bit of a day, so we went for a beer after work, and, it, and I was like, I have to fill the silence because I'm awkward. I know, I will talk okay. about VR chat. No, that, that's maybe a beer story. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't at work. It was, um, but it was, it, her reaction to that was really funny because she was, you know, vaguely off put but also maybe you know I, I don't think it surprised her well sable i don't think i gave you time to prepare but do you have a glad space yeah um it actually was getting on vr chat yesterday i hadn't been on to to hang out with you Cameron, and uh couples therapy in like a week and a half it felt like because i was going through some stuff but like and sometimes I have a hard time getting on to VR because it's just like the effort of, you know, getting on and everything. It's really hard with depression. So like, but every time I get on, I have a great time and I realize like I have some great friends and uh, that it's worth putting in the effort to, to really try to pull myself out of a slump. So yesterday's VR chat session really was nice. That, that's my glad. Well, that's very nice of you to share. Also, I had chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Yeah, chicken nuggets. Well, that was Sable and Sasquatch. And I hope all you guys out there have a spooky weekend camping outside where the Sasquatch can get you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was fun having you on, Sable. I'm glad we did this. I don't know what I'm doing. It's Bigfoot. Okay, we'll stop recording there. Bye, everybody. Bye.